0: Ended. Sounds yeah. like a fun
1: podcast, Andrew. Unlike ours, which is so oh. structured.
0: <laughs> oh God, <laughs> a
2: thing a to list. <laughs> That's the thing. Jpg, you understand running yeah. a podcast? That's that's hard work. It's almost like running a, like a TV network.
0: Okay, so <laughs> I definitely run like I, I would say that like I'm like knee deep in like network stuff, right? If I'm not solving a problem for Geek KL, I'm solving a problem for Geek Offensive or Diverse Geeks in Focus, and like it's it's a lot, right? Mm. Like my my people are. Uh, it's like running a Sims town.
3: <laughs> oh wow! But all the Sims yeah.
0: hate you.
4: <laughs> like, like oh, wow. is, that,
0: is that like yeah? And like, and you make the joke about it being structured. Alex, who's who's the showrunner for Ready Set Geek, like she makes the same exact jokes because I am so structured. I'm so structured. This is the structured side oh, over yeah. here. There's they can't yeah. see I'm
1: indicating Andrew, Cheryl, yep. well, and our guest.
0: If I can, um, I'd love to hook you up with Geek Offensive. Um, Cause Geek Offensive, uh, like they do, like well, they'll do like straight up one-on-one interviews. Yeah, um, like just to, like talk about your craft and like what you're doing. Um, a lot of dick jokes. <laughs> that actually is my craft. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, thirty-one years of perfecting. It, so.
1: And it's it's also like
0: they review terrible films. Oh, I love that.
2: Uh, I don't know what you're talking... I was on to talk about Super Mario Brothers, a great yeah. film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they made a mistake I feel like that I've, one episode. I have, Did you
1: see, by the way, like the thing that I've, I've been rallying for on Twitter? I mean, depending on the order of this and, and what gets cut or whatever, you guys are talking about Lodge 49?
5: Yes. Yeah.
1: I want a post-apocalyptic Super Mario Brothers follow-up movie Oh, that, okay. that casts James Cromwell as Luigi... Oh, and Brian Cox is Mario. Oh Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as an aged
2: out sort of like
1: all right, all right, all right. come on it be great I, really I, mean, totally I, it. I
2: can't be against it I, the casting's a little odd but okay
1: no, I like I, it did you watch Succession yet? no so the two of them play brothers and there's like literally a scene where I was like it's Mar, it's old Mario are the they wearing ginger. red and green? Like what? Are <laughs> they, they, they were actually but it was like <laughs> yeah. excellent but with okay. the height difference too especially just Brian That's Cox what, like, and
5: that show is one of the things a lot of people have said that Lodge 49 and Succession are like two sides of the same coin like two different versions of the same idea. One is very negative and one is very positive. I haven't yet. So
1: Succession is something that I would definitely recommend. It is interesting because it has to do with a sort of Murdochian kind of uh, media conglomerate who is leaving his television network and all of his uh, vast television empire to his children, Maybe. Like the whole series starts with him like announcing he needs to get a, su- a successor, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> two seasons later, we still don't have one. Um, it's fascinating. The dialogue's really great, but it also has a really amazing just picture of modern political television yes. and- do they,
2: do they have like a you know like a Howard Beale moment? Does anyone like tell, tell <laughs> who uh, uh, tell their audience to what? You, you know I'm mad as hell, and I can't take it anymore? no one, no one stands so up and shouts that. That's the quote (laughs) from Network, the 1976 film. I've
5: never seen that I've never seen that either. I don't think I've... I've seen just that scene, but... What? (laughs) I've seen The Social
1: Network, which I almost... Well, that's close.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it should be on your list. (laughs) It is on my list. I am Cheryl, and I have not seen network.
3: I'm Elisa, I have not seen network. This is Joe, I have not seen network. I'm Brock, I have not seen network.
2: I'm Andrew, and I've definitely seen network.
0: <laughs> and I'm JPG, and I've not seen network.
2: And this is It's On My List. So today, we are joined by a special guest. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself and in your uh, list all your credits? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, so
0: um, I'm JPG. I am the owner of the Geek Say What Network, an entire uh, podcast network based out of Orange County that is focused on introduction and inclusivity. And then I'm a voice on uh, two of the shows very regularly. Uh, one is Ready, Set, Geek, which is your starting line to geek culture. Uh, Alex Cole and myself uh, created a show in order to make sure that you have a starting point if you want to get into something. Uh, Alex is kind of like our translator to translate for people getting into it. Uh, Cole is our uh, geek commentator. It's uh, kind of like our fanboy, and then I'm our geek educator. So like I'm the one who's like teaching people about like certain concepts in there, if it's problematic or not,
5: uh, things yeah. like
0: that. Yeah. And then the other voice that I'm uh, that I'm on is is it's a show called Nerds on a Roll which is an actual play co- uh, podcast and it's uh, bringing meaningful stories to the table. And uh, this season, by the time that this comes out, I'll actually have my newest role as I'm actually playing a supervillain right now.
4: Oh, oh that's yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: That's fun. fun. Yeah, so uh, that's been a, a weird, huge change. But uh, but yeah, the, the whole improv thing and telling a story with other people collaboratively, it's been incredible.
2: All right, so network. Uh, it's a film from 1976, direct, oh, yes. directed yes, by. Yes, bicentennial. I remember Sid- it well. Patty no, Sydney Lumet directed it. Paddy Ch- Chayefsky, who? huh? Who? Is it Lumet or Lumet? Lumet, uh, is huh?
5: It's Sydney Lumet. Lumet? It's Lumet. Oh my God! All these it's years, I have said Lumet. Lumet. Uh-huh. It's okay. <laughs> I've never remembered Sydney Lumet. Now you know.
1: I do appreciate I the fanciness. See.
5: I thought it was he is very fancy. fancy. It's very French and, and fancy. And they're dead yes. now,
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I'm just saying. That was <laughs> <no> <laughs> dark. I, can I can say, can say his, his name ever really I want it, because, because he's dead. Because he's dead. dead. He's dead. <laughs> no. I don't
2: think that's how that works.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. Just like President Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, <laughs> right. save, save. The Lincoln just, Memorial. Now I'm yes. in here like,
5: did Sidney, Sidney Lumet die? I think so. I don't know.
1: Uh, everyone's googling furiously.
5: <laughs> I am. I am You didn't run. even know. Most he people did. listening He to died in 2011. I'm not surprised. He would have been
1: freaking old. But the I not know how it was. No one who is listening to this probably knows who Sidney Lumet is. Yeah.
5: Sydney Lumet did a lot of movies I'm sure
1: but do people know who that is and if I'm wrong please tweet at us at it's on my list pod Ooh, and say hey Brock you're wrong <laughs> and then I'll know he did Dog Day Afternoon
5: which is, well, I think is on like, uh, the last
1: three it.
6: years he did Serpico Dog Day Afternoon and Network I have Boy. not seen any of those films <gasps> I mean Day I know, day know I put Dog Day yes. Afternoon
5: that is on the lists of movies to do in the future that is, sure. I love that movie 70,
6: like, well now oh, that I have seen so Network all three of those films are very 70s. Actually, I haven't yes. seen
2: Serpico. You've not surprisingly. Oh, wow.
5: Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen the whole thing. So, um.
2: mm. yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah. network right. is about it's a, a fictional TV network called UBS. Yes. Uh, but it exists more or less in the way the story is in the real world. They reference ABC and NBC, yeah. uh, and it's about the news division at that network and how it's kind of trying to be taken over. Uh, and how one one man, Howard Beale, is is going to be fired, but he kind of changes everything and is yes, taken advantage be- of. It's
5: being taken over by the entertainments. Yes, by programming. Oh, programming. Yes. So they want to make it more into entertainment than straight news. Yeah. So you're going from a Dan Rather to a current Fox News.
1: Yeah. Well, idea. or yeah, or really <laughs> any actually. It's it's a lot of different move, news move, things. Yes. From a Dan Rather to a Rather Not.
0: So. Uh, yes. there it is
1: so, god i yeah. wish i was that clever
4: right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is this is like daylight savings brock too oh, wow. <laughs> All right. i've had less time well, to be well rested yeah right. uh, i like it i like it
4: ah.
1: i, I do the s- shine in your eye <laughs> i do
0: have to say um thank you for uh, uh inviting me to this um with it being so topical Right, yeah, cause which I mean, is like,
5: crazy because it's from 1976. I know, right?
0: And like the yeah. the the idea of like entertainment, well, like I'm sorry, like news and entertainment and what how we're defining news and, and all that as well. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, th- I thought this was very sneaky
2: of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, the the kind of interesting thing is depending on there's several interviews where Sidney Lumet yes. says that. <laughs> He did not intend for this movie to be a satire, and yet right. when it came out, people could only look at it and say, "This is the most extreme satire." Yes. And nowadays, people look at it and go, "Oh, it, they really did predict the yeah, future." Yeah, he knew exactly There's, what was yeah. happening.
5: Yeah, hmm. yeah, it's kind of crazy that whether it was mm-hmm. satire or not, yeah, and and yeah, how kind of like s- *Idiocracy*. How, yeah, well, it, but oh, yeah. how yeah, spot on it is to where we are today. Yeah. In news and entertainment. When when you finally get
2: to that part where they they show what the Howard Beale show looks like and there's the spinning sets and the the bombastic music and the segments that are just bonkers. Right. And I was like, oh yeah, I've seen that on TV. Like, that's... I, yeah, I it's can like, see it's the
5: news, but there's like a psychic who's telling some thing news thing. And there's like, yeah, all these weird different pieces of it that you're like, whoa, yeah, OK, that's yeah, pretty normal now. Yeah.
1: Vox, Vox Populi even kind of gets a little close to Fox News. Yeah. Like when yeah. you well, say it, almost, it so... feels
2: like Twitter, though, in that way that they totally. are literally a, a, asking the audience, oh, what do you think? And yeah. that's we'll just put it on the air. Yeah. That's just everything that that segment is.
1: Uh, it, it's probably worth mentioning at the time of this recording not the time of the release but we are officially one year away from the 2020 elections as mm. of today yes we are one year away from actually having a pretty engaging conversation about uh, <laughs> you know our electoral <laughs> system and the news system and gosh and then yesterday I, I don't know if you guys have been keeping up but BuzzFeed um, BuzzFeed has become BuzzFeed, Buzzfeed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. has become a political source of, of uh, a wealth of, of journalism integrity they uh, sued the uh, Justice Department Ooh. and have gotten access to some things from the Mueller report that were not released. Wow. And they'll be releasing... God, what do they say? Like, something every three months for the next eight years or something? Whoa. Like, that's how much stuff has been locked away that, that in this... And I don't even know how they came up with that number, but it's absurd to me. Hmm. But the first batch of emails that you can go check it out right now, uh, BuzzFeed has, that were emails leading up to... The 2016 election, and we're uh, having to do with that very old hat witch hunt <laughs> conversation we had, mm-hmm. which was Did Russia and the Trump campaign collude? Uh, there is an email chain that they found with Steve Bannon emailing with Jared Kushner, uh, who was emailing with Paul Manafort, who said that Paul Manafort had given the information talking points to Sean Hannity. Mm. And yeah. it's in an email chain, yeah. which is yeah. not surprising to anybody. No, but this it, and, and Bannon himself was a TV producer and actually makes money off of Seinfeld, even though he's a noted racist and probably anti semite. Yeah. So it's it's incredible to me just how
5: yeah the uh, connections God, between television this, yeah. and entertainment. Yeah, and and then also this film, like yes, like yes. how
1: you know the people that are making the money have zero interest in it in like what's good for everybody. The truth. Right. Right. They, yeah, yeah, they just want a response. They just want views and ratings. Yeah, and,
5: and they basically say that in it. Oh, like, yeah, and they talk about to. the
0: shares and everything yes. as well. Nope. And my
1: God, I thought that was like
0: gross and terrifying at the same time. Yeah. It's like likes.
5: Yes. yes. Oh yeah.
2: How many
0: clicks
6: of, can I get on this article by this? How many, views? Yeah. How many, how many views? views?
1: And and let's talk about the you know, the Russian traitorous elephant in the room. Trump is literally of the television generation. Everything right. he does, even in his tweets, he compares people to having low ratings. He talks about shows, Morning Joe, low ratings. When Fox says something that he doesn't like, low ratings. Everything gets gets put into this television brain very similar to Faye Dunaway's character. Well,
5: that's what I was just going to mm-hmm. say. Yeah, it's really it, like that character. It's kind of yeah.
1: terrifying. And there was a quote from that movie uh, with uh, the guy... Uh, God, what was his name? The older guy that she's sleeping with was that Schumacher? Uh, that Schumacher, played
5: Schumacher, by William yeah. Holden, who is William the Holden, yeah. the older, more Dan rather. Yes, Walter he's the news Cronkite, producer, Yes. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, the man of yeah.
1: integrity who is best friends with Howard Beale. That. Yeah, uh, and and he says of the younger, uh, sort of zanier producer that she's, she's of the television generation. She learned life from Bugs Bunny. And when he said that, yes. I had chills because I was like... I learned, <laughs> yes, course, exactly. I exactly. learned life from Bugs Bunny. But <laughs> realizing that at the time of this film and then also modern day, that describes our president. Our president, who is currently our president, has learned everything. He learned how to work an entire electoral system... Based on being on The Apprentice and small cameos through Hollywood movies, yeah, and wrestling, and wrestling, and wrestling. But, but commercials. But everything, everything. Oh my god! I think. Have you guys seen the one with him in the grimace?
2: Oh, it's so good. So. Well, have you seen the one where he like jumps into a dumpster? No, but <laughs> that's I, really what? weird. I mean, oh.
1: I think we're there now. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, the, but the point being, like, like how how insane is it that our 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 president has a mouthpiece? And I and I actually think that like. the history books are going to look at Twitter as like basically a a fascist arm of propaganda. They have completely uh, allowed a a very uh, powerful mouthpiece of hate to continue on. And it gets into that. Well, you know, you're the freedom of speech. So these people are allowed to say these things. And it's like, no, this guy is calling out Trump calls out all sorts of people. He says all sorts of things that are not true. They don't even have... We don't even have time to fact check it. And even bringing up like the the Mueller thing, that feels like that's 10 years old. There's so much controversy constantly
5: happening. You can't track all of it. Yeah.
0: So I was actually trying to think of it... Th- in the opposite direction, in, mm. in the sense. Okay, so I was just on nothing new, mm. uh, and um, uh, and you know it's a remake podcast. Yeah, know me and
1: Justin Kizan we talk <laughs> about remakes. Isn't <We> yeah, <laughs> that <this> is <like laughs> Joe's podcast? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
0: no, about, the, that so um, I was trying to think of like, okay, if this was remade, or how can we put this in the context for? Like a younger generation to understand, right? Yeah. Um, and my yeah. whole thing is, is I am so incredibly impressed by uh, the the loyalty that younger people, and if you have like nieces and nephews or kids, you'll you'll see this as well. The amount of loyalty they put into the streamers that they're watching, mm-hmm. yeah, right now, and then how streaming is kind of the like the new network thing that we are experiencing in this film right? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and now it's, 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 there, there are these talking heads and whatever this person says they listen to and they follow and they're providing a service because I know a lot of kids they're watching these streams because they can't afford the games. Yeah. 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 And, and, and so it, it's a a TV in, and at that point was kind of like the ultimate equalizer, right? Mm -hmm. You are getting the same information that any person in any other class can get right? right now. Streamings, for that as well. Yeah, Inter- and I mean, but then, I've never thought of that. Way. Yeah, but then yeah. also, you know, podcasting is for all of the intellectuals, so if you're listening to this, <laughs> you are smart.
3: Congratulations. So. <laughs> you're in the wine and cheese, <laughs> You yeah, have the smartest
2: listeners. Of course
3: we do. Oh, God, the best.
2: We Our listeners,
3: oh. I have to say. Oh,
1: no. The best oh. listeners, oh, I love nose. them all. Uh, Can we translate <laughs> that into Russian? Um, <laughs> no collusion. So, uh, I'm with you on that. It's interesting, I haven't. I have a different, Opinion on streaming, and and I think you may have changed it a little bit for me. But like, think of PewDiePie, great example, right? Mm-hmm. Super, super mm-hmm. popular, great, great example. example for what we're talking yeah. about exactly. right yeah. now. Yeah, yes. has a great mouthpiece of like like people. Oh, I love him for his streaming, but he's got very problematic worldviews. Yes, that then start to to infect his streams, and then people are being subjected to like, oh, this guy is a documented fascist, and he mm-hmm. said some like incredibly horrendous things. And you get into cancel culture and the whole thing. The, the thing for me with streaming is that as a content creator, and all of us are, but also being a voice actor that works in a lot of these video games that get streamed, it does bother me that people profit, profit more off of the consumption of a product and the regurgitation of the product, like the Let's Play With Me's than the, the developers and the, the the creators of the content.
2: That's actually really interesting because I never yeah. even thought of that. Yeah, yeah I
5: didn't
1: either. Yeah. There wow. are people who yeah. make full careers out of playing other people's video games yeah. Yeah. while wow. the developers can't even unionize or make a living. Telltale Games is a great example. Last year, yeah. Telltale Games, those games were so popular, they're still doing streaming things. People make so much money off of those games. and uh, The people who actually made the games got exploited. And so the actors yeah. and the developers... We're left in the lurch. Yeah. And then guess what? They sold that after that went bankrupt, that CEO made a ton of money. They sold the properties and now they're coming back. But none of those developers who made that brand what it was are getting rehired.
5: Wow. So it's kind of, I mean, again,
1: it it really does kind of feel like the cycle of like, well, what do you do? Like, Mm -hmm. do you, and and now even uh, earlier we were having a conversation about Troy Baker, Troy Baker and Nolan North, two very famous voice actors who star in a ton of video games, participate in streaming. Mm -hmm. As a platform to like solidify their connection to the industry. So it's kind of interesting. I think you're yeah. onto something. Yeah. I think if you can't,
0: uh, it's, it's kind of that if you can't beat them, join them mentality. You know? Yeah. And, and, I, and although it is rough, I also see the, the social benefits of it, right? Um, okay. So uh, one of the things is I, I met the, uh, the UCI, so UC Irvine uh, Overwatch team. Oh, cool. Uh, v- bright kids just coming into college. A lot of them are going to be like studying like engineering and, and computer science and things like that as well. But because they got so good at a video game, it gave them that social mobility,
4: right? Mm, right. right.
0: And I think um, I-, I kind of view it as uh, okay, and this is going to be a terrible example, but you know, connecting it back to the film, we have a very uh, a staunch communist black woman, and you have a very militant. Uh, uh, a terrorist black man who through their skills have built a platform right now i'm not i'm not condoning the platform of course but it doesn't take away from the sense that they built the platform through that and tv helped them do that yeah because they they end up
5: taking advantage of of the well the care the desire to turn to yeah to turn what's news into entertainment so there's this interest uh, from Faye Dunaway's character in like she sees them basically the news about them and says oh let's turn well, they, this into a show let's yeah, they do a filmed reality their own, show they filmed right?
2: their own bank robbery Yeah, right. and she goes oh my god that's content like, right, right. she right. looks at that and she says she doesn't care if, about
5: yeah. what it means what it says right. yeah. it's just content mm-hmm. let's get it up and let people see it and then we'll make a ton of money. And
2: then they make a deal with them. They send like, right. you know, They're contact negotiators. Right. They well, it, yeah. you get
5: yeah, you get the the woman uh, uh, this militant woman mm-hmm. who's then like yeah, fighting the system basically, mm-hmm. and then a totally 100% is the system because right. at a certain point you see her there, like at the studio, and just
2: arguing. Yeah, like yeah. Numbers. no, yeah. we need
5: these numbers, you've got to pay us this. Like, she's 100% into this capitalist system all of a sudden, and yeah. I do have to yeah.
0: say, okay, I'm gonna put you on the spot right now, Andrew. Oh boy. Okay, so, um, does Andrew, make you guys watch a lot of Faye
2: Dunaway films? <laughs> no, this is the first no, one yeah, this is the this first one. Because this is like the yeah. 14th one that he's okay, made no, me do. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, oh, really? Obviously, See? she's in Dunstan, checks in. Oh,
5: that's oh, that's right. <laughs> and then I did have
2: JPG on the episode of Nothing New where we talked about, uh, what was that movie called?
0: Uh, oh, my gosh. It's with Steve. Uh, why am I blanking? It's uh, The Thomas Crown
2: Affair. The Thomas Crown oh, Affair, right. which she is in the uh, original. In the original, yeah. And then now I have JPG here for Network. So now it's JBG uh, has reached the the unique trilogy of being on podcast with me, where we talk about Faye Dunaway movies. Where we <laughs> only talk about Faye Dunaway. <laughs> oh my
5: god! I think maybe Dunaway. there's a, he has a thing for Faye Dunaway that we didn't know about. Okay, so.
0: I think I now have that same thing.
5: <laughs> oh,
0: she
4: is fantastic
6: in this. Whoa, it's oh, as oh. scummy as she can be. Sometimes oh, I'm yeah, so drawn yeah, to her, yeah.
0: and I love her character because I don't know whether to like sympathize or empathize with her at certain points, right? There are a lot of really problematic things that they yeah. do, but then I also kind of feel bad.
2: I, I think in in the production, what I've read of the production was that she was told that in, you know, she was told by, I can't remember if it was her husband at the time or whoever she was dating, that if you take this role, you could become typecast because she had taken this kind of role before mm. of a completely like hard-nosed w- woman who is completely, you know, in-, in charge and like bossy. And she said, yeah, I don't care. I want to do this role. And then they also had told I, I remember reading something where the way that her character is written, they had told her, if you try and put any kind of sympathy into your performance, yeah. it won't come through. The yeah. writing is so strict, there's no way that anyone will sympathize with you. And she said, I don't and she loved it. And she and I think she does a great job of it. I think that kind of character is very important. And well very, it's interesting like,
5: good. to see a female character in nineteen seventy six, especially mm-hmm. That's so driven and uh, and so focused on what she wants, regardless of what you think about what she wants. Mm-hmm. That And she, yeah, she has an affair with that older newsman. She's into the older guys, you know, whatever. Uh, but when it comes down to choosing between him and the career, the, what she's doing, she goes full career. Although, doesn't he give her like a whole long lecture about that? And you're like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Come on! You literally
0: like, left your wife. You have yeah. No well, and ground. he's
5: and it's a very like be a woman kind of thing, right? And yes. you're gonna want a man and whatever. And it's like, okay, she made the right choice. There, get out <laughs> yeah. of that. But I
3: found it interesting when they when they were the the sex scene and yes. they're talking right. about oh, yeah. numbers. She and well, she, yes, uh, yeah. now
5: she's talking about yes, what set her off, and yes, I thought, she's oh my god, talking about the career yeah, stuff. That, that was an incredible the scene. Network. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was wild.
1: Yeah, <laughs> by oh, the girl. way, this this movie, that that moment had the most political, like, current day. Oh, yeah. parallels with the gross old man sex and
0: yes, yeah, because yeah, she's like thirty in this yeah, movie. and he's like a hundred well,
5: she, <laughs> she does say explicitly
2: to him when she's coming on to him at first she's like you came and spoke at my college yes I had oh, a crush on right. you yeah god. they make it very oh, clear right. there's a big age difference yeah. he's like wait what are we talking about are we going to dinner and she's like yeah let's go oh
1: god
2: yeah.
5: yeah yeah she but that's in that. I thought that was interesting because that's her like focus as well is mm-hmm. I want this guy I've wanted him for a long time here he is Right. I'm gonna get this mm-hmm. and whatever this is it is but I just it's not that she really wants the relationship per se. She just mm. wants him that's she's a checking goal.
6: All, like,
1: yes, she has checking boxes, off her she's list. Off. Again, He's I, on
5: her list. I had, yes. this, <laughs> I, had, I had this like really
1: weird, like direct direct parallel to like Trump having sex with that nice porn star. Yeah. Like no I'm serious. Like think of like it's, yeah, just, no, it, it's like it, that. Yeah. It's kind of like it grossed me out in a way that was sort of like yeah. I, I
2: don't know. Like it it just felt like
5: yeah, yeah. I didn't like well, the two characters being together but then I, yeah. you weren't really supposed to so no. I don't no. think so well yeah.
2: and then that was the whole that one of my I I I forgot that this was this little speech was in the movie until it's in there she, he gets so into her style of programming that when he's telling his wife I'm leaving you I'm in love with this younger woman yeah he goes through and she. Completely has a tirade on, it, which is fair. Like right, she needs course. to chew oh, him God, out, yeah. spit him out. Exactly, she should have chewed him up. Then, harder, but, b- yeah. but then yeah. his response is like, he he has this idea of like, you know, oh, in one of, she writes scripts about the, us the at night, yeah. and in one in one script, it's it's a uh, it ends with me killing myself, and in one script you Know, I come back to you because no one can't take a happy ending, right? And it's like, oh my god, he is bought into you know, uh, Faye Dunaway's brainwashing of yeah, well, the programming. I like that life. He's
5: saying that, but at the same time, he's also like talking to us about what we expect mm-hmm. right. out of that movie. Well, and, and whether sort of it's foreshadowing give it what's to gonna us. happen, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, it was really that was a really interesting scene. Mm. Well, and I liked that she didn't really go that hard on him, his wife, because she was just like, well. Okay, if that's what you think you want. <laughs> you know, By like, the way, Beatrice Strait, terrible. that
1: actress. Yes. Th- this movie yes. is loaded with an all-star cast. Oh yeah, yeah. Robert Duvall, uh, Jordan Charney, who plays the dean from. I know. I only
5: just realized that as I had yeah. IMDb up. I was like, "What? When it's you, Dean. Baby, uh, but, <laughs> oh but, yeah, Robert Duvall's in this,
0: right? Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then yeah. Beatrice
1: Beatrice Straight, who was uh, the paranormal psychologist in Poltergeist.
5: Yes, yes. Uh, mm. And
1: also had a long Broadway career and won a Tony for uh, playing. I think Goody Proctor in uh, The Crucible. Oh?
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
1: which is interesting because very similar. Yeah. Uh, man has affair with younger woman yeah. and has to deal with that. So it's kind well,
2: of Well, the, the, speaking of winning, she won Best Supporting Actress, Beatrice Strait, and it was the. Uh, the win with the shortest amount of screen time or right. something it was like less than five minutes you won best yeah. supporting for this film yes, yes. absolutely that is phenomenal best, it won, this yeah, one won. best actor for Peter Finch who played Howard Beale who we haven't even really talked about yet right uh, best they done Dunaway and then also best original screenplay uh, and uh, Peter Finch it was he was the first actor to win a pos- posthumous Academy Award. Really? Yeah. How old was
1: yeah. he when they filmed this? Oh,
2: God. Uh, let me pull. Did they actually kill him for this movie? Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, what a it story. Was so yes, real. it was real. Oh it was so We'll do real. it live. Yeah. It did look very real. It well. was born it did, Wow, actually. he was yeah. born
5: in 1916.
2: Uh, so he was uh, 61.
1: Oh, wow. That's Well, not
5: too
2: well old. he was almost 61. So he yeah. died. Wow. Jesus, mm-hmm. heart he attack? Died
5: in seven, he died the next year, 77, at age 60. Right
2: before the... Wow. Oscars.
5: Yeah.
4: Well,
2: and he was well, Australian, too, which is... Yeah, you well, don't hear the accent oh, no. at all. Not at
4: all. I, really no, he was, he
5: was not. He's Australian. He's, he's yeah. British. He lobbied for he's this, British, right? he, was,
2: he actually flew himself out. He's British. that he could do this. Well, I don't know. He was
5: born in London, England. I don't know if he lived in Australia an later. An,
2: he's an Australian actor. According to this,
5: know. he was born in South Kensington, London.
2: Okay.
5: Okay. Well, but he could have
6: gone was, to... He, he actually flew himself here to sit in a room with them to show them that he could do an American accent, be believable, and have that level of craziness or whatever mm-hmm. but
1: by the way I, before we go into the full Peter Finch discussion as we yeah. should uh, Ned Beatty in this movie mm-hmm. as the as the super yes, like Roger Ailes cool. type oh, guy yes. so his
6: speech <laughs> yes about you're an old man you're yeah, thinking yeah. of this world as a nations and people this corporate like the yeah. whole time I'm sitting there with my jaw on the floor like man they really did tell their future in this like completely and totally so do you
1: know uh Ned Beatty got brought in as the second actor to play that part hmm. and I think he had like a total of like f- one day to learn that four-page monologue. Wow! Wow! And he's he's got the shortest scene in the movie. He's just in that one scene. Yeah. Um. But oh my god, is he so well, good in that? He was nominated as he should have been.
2: And he he is quoted as saying, "That's why I never say no to a movie. You don't know, right? He's well. like, if I had said no to that, I never would have been nominated. I mean,
1: he had Ned, no idea. As I go back now, Ned Beatty one of those actors that like. I, you know, I knew him from the Superman movies and <laughs> He's other He's so things. good in those, yeah. too. Uh, I, I didn't love him in those. But, <laughs> but going back and like realizing, like, you know, Deliverance, which yeah. I still have not seen. Um, oh. I have never
5: seen it either. If we were adding fine. to the
1: list, which I don't know that we are. but has <laughs> been an ongoing discussion. It, it, it should be. I got to say, Andrew, I am mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore.
2: <laughs> Yeah, we'll stick your head out the window and say that, why don't you?
1: Let everyone Get know. Get up from your podcasting microphone and shout shut All of you right now listening, I want you to t- tweet at us. Tweet at Ender and say, we're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore. <laughs> are they tweeting? are they tweeting? <laughs> are, they <laughs> tweeting? are they tweeting? <laughs> Stream. Go to your Twitch. Go
3: to your Twitch. Yeah.
1: We'll be right back after this quick commercial message from us shilling our stuff hey
6: folks this is joe myers when i'm not waxing poetic about classic and cult films that i should have watched ages ago you can hear me talk all things horror on the podcast macabre with my fellow co-hosts chris duck and jenny duquette join us each week for horror related news movie and show reviews film franchise focuses director and actor spotlights and much more
3: podcast macabre is available via our website our ellipson hosting site iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify with new episodes available every Monday. You can find us at podcastmacab.com and follow our social media accounts on Facebook and under at PodcastMacabre on Twitter and Instagram. So, friends,
6: please subscribe to, rate, and review the show. And remember, don't be afraid of the dark. Be afraid of what's in it.
4: <laughs>
6: I have to say, though, my... What I thought this movie was going to be was Howard Bill was the main character. We were going to see him right. have his losing his mind right. moment. They were going to make him into what they made him into, but we were going to follow his journey completely mm-hmm. and everyone else would just be a side character. Yep. And he really was kind of the side character in this to me. Yeah. He's a prop. I know? love yeah. how
3: he would disappear, you know, and, 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 and. Kind of just in the back of their minds and in the back of our minds, too. And and then when they bring him back, he's like, oh, yeah, here's this poor man who's having a a complete breakdown. Was he having a breakdown? And no one one cares about him. Yeah. god. The the
1: scene when he's talking to himself in the apartment late at night, that shot of him like with the blue light and and, uh, basically like cropped to his face was so haunting to me.
3: Yes.
1: Because you
2: don't hear the voice and
1: you just see him.
3: Oh, well, right,
2: I really yeah. enjoy it because that comes back around to that Ned Beatty scene. Yes. They have this uh, part of the yes. same exchange. Yeah. Yeah. Where it, it's, he's I just like, thought he
3: looked like the great and powerful Oz. Just that that, yeah. that shot. And, yeah. And yeah, the voice. It was chilling. Yeah, It was chilling. It, it very much
1: feels more like a weird kind of science fiction film at some point. Hmm. Especially with like.
5: Yeah, as you con- progress through it, as you get further into it, yeah, it starts to get, yeah, a yeah. little bit weirder. Yeah.
1: It's kind of like a Twilight Zone movie, almost to me. Like the twist yeah, at I the end with it. him see, getting yeah. killed on the you? air. Because yeah. the irony is obviously the, the, the satirical part is we feel bad for this guy who gets made famous by claiming that he's going to kill himself on television. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's going to die on television, and that's going to be the thing that makes him interesting.
2: Well, and that scene is so. I, the way that they they shoot that where he's supposed to give like kind of a nice sign off cuz he's been fired right and he says in one week i'm going to kill myself on air they'll probably put do it on a tuesday for ratings and no one in the booth it's, there's it's, like it's, seven right. people yeah. in the booth yeah. only the the script the woman with the script who's like wait that's not what he's supposed to say only understands everyone else is kind of like laughing joking they're not paying any attention cuz they just they just run this every night and don't ever actually yeah, listen to what he's saying. they don't care about what's being said. And then yeah. once it, once it, it's the broadcast is over. Uh, someone comes running to the room and they're like, "Did you just hear that? Yeah. Did, did you just <laughs> yeah. see what he said?" And no one had heard what he said. And it mm-hmm. wasn't
3: until they got started getting phone calls in that yeah. then they were really starting to take action. Right. On but, a,
5: then, I, but then, but then at I, the same the time, that yeah, they're ready to totally exploit it.
1: But there, uh, one yeah. of the phone calls, and it just cracked me up because that is so our world. Someone who was complaining about the profanity, not the fact that he was going to kill himself. <laughs> right. Right. He said a naughty word on TV, which is so—it's so our world. Uh, and he also kept saying naughty words on TV. Yes, that was words. hilarious. <laughs> you can only do that if you're president.
4: <laughs> so,
0: um, uh, speaking of uh, like haunting scenes, and that um, the the scene that stood out most to me was the contract negotiations between. The communists, the network representatives, and right. the militant terrorists. Yep. <laughs> and I, I remember sitting there watching, and I'm like, this, uh, this is a banana scene that I feel like not a lot of people talk about yeah. when, when they review this film, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's. Uh, so we we have like a juxtaposition of scenes, right? You have, uh, and and I always try to, I, I'm trying not to like be on the soapbox about this, but we have a lot of scenes where there are only white people in power yeah in this particular film right? right and they're talking about the same exact things but then when you move it to ethnicities and people uh, and like in people of color and women having the same exact conversation and how they have that veiled threat of violence right as well like i uh-huh. couldn't believe it like he like one of the guys literally has to shoot a gun in the air in order to establish dominance as opposed to when you when you juxtapose it to those other scenes it's just because okay well who makes more money and who signs paychecks right, that right. person is the one who's correct
1: well and like when they're in the negotiations yes. about money like the money guy from the network gets shot and they don't address it yeah. right <laughs> like a gun goes off and shoots shoots the accountant or whatever <laughs> like there's a did you guys catch that scene no like i very, don't even remember well i don't i thought he shot it up in the air i don't think he shot a person the guy got shot Oh, really? Yeah, I, I, I
2: could be wrong. Correct me I think if I'm wrong. They, they, I can't, he definitely I, is bleeding. Yeah, he doesn't die. No, I think he's, no he's not dead. <laughs> Just <laughs> but like yeah. it nicks him, like, goes off. Is that like, a different scene? I know they really have a couple of sequences where... There's a
1: scene where the, in this scene, the woman who's in charge of like this basically like Black Panther-esque kind of terrorist group, mm-hmm. is get she gets confronted by one of her own members right. and called a fascist because she's buying into the capitalistic system. Mm-hmm. And when she gets yelled at, she fires a gun and... And it ends up ricocheting or hitting one of the corporate people. Mm. And it's not addressed. I, just I feel, feel like I missed that. That's really something. But it's kind of interesting because you go back to present-day political parallels, right? Mm-hmm. Twitter was essentially the mouthpiece of ISIS. That's how their communication mm. got out back in 2012 when that started. Yeah. Terrorist organizations were using social media platforms to recruit mm-hmm. people.
0: Yeah and, yeah, and it's it's the same thing, right? There was you're, – you're putting on – uh, you're putting on uh, uh, entertainment, but you're not thinking of the repercussions, right? 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 right. Like, and I, there was never there was never a conversation about oh, if we put it if we put the show on air, what's going to happen after? It's not right, like, no, yeah, what they didn't number? Care. Yeah, yeah, what number is this at? And then that was literally yeah, because and
5: that's yeah, that's yeah. what's happening today. It's just get we just want the entertainment. Yeah, let's put we want to get the shares, well, but we don't care what the result I, is. I, Socially, yeah. yeah, I almost
2: feel like the the interesting thing is when when Faye Dunaway is presenting that to her team of writers or producers or whatever, the the way that they take it in is they just don't even know how to react. She's like, I want to make a show about these people, and you know they go and they rob banks. Uh, we can write write around it. And they all kind of go, don't you just want like a sitcom? Like, don't you just want, you know, I can give you an hour long drama about a doctor. And they're like,
1: she's like, no, I want this. There's the start of
5: reality TV, right? And and What
1: she mentions, like uh, a soap opera about a lesbian couple that, and I'm just going to quote, she calls it the dykes. Right. And I was like, oh my God, like 1976. Right. 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 And so, so when, when again, everybody basically it's, it's a minority group of people Mm -hmm. Being exploited for entertainment value, right? Mm-hmm. By a a the real villain of the film, which are are cold-hearted executives. Um, Robert Duval is the real villain of this movie. Oh my right. God. I, God! And and I'm not even counting the 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 two shooters that kill Ro- uh, Howard Beale's character. Oh yeah! Right. Oh yeah! Like it's the apathy. It's the apathy towards the minority my the minority groups in this film. Yeah. And 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 people using representation in the mention again, you know, of, of uh, ethnic diversity and sexuality and and, and even uh, the elderly
5: mm-hmm. using
1: using Howard Beale who has been fired by the network right because he's no longer getting ratings and he's old and he's he's on this, you know, out, outskirt. And and using the small the smallest people, the smallest represented people to be exploited to mm-hmm. to benefit I mean that's even Ned Beatty's whole point. You know, when Ned Beatty's rambling about Saudi Arabia and this whole thing. It's 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 wild. Yeah. Um out of all the things you can say about our current president and this is what really scares me is he is the most entertaining president we've ever had.
5: For sure we talk I mean, about Clint him every day. He played the sax. <laughs> Great. He played the saxophone, <laughs>
1: right? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I mean troubles in sure. city Hall.
5: <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying that, like <laughs> like as
1: far as like you think of like the constant conversation that Trump is oh, providing. Yeah, it doesn't stop. It, it yeah. is constant entertainment. There's it,
5: something to talk about every single day. Well, I, well yeah, the
1: twenty four
2: seven news cycle yeah. always has something new. He, he's yeah. a pro wrestler, he's I, the but heel. I think in yeah. the same way, if, if you if he is Howard Beale, it's in that same way where I think a, a a normal person would look at Howard Beale and go, "Oh, this is bad. Like this is this is depressing and horrifying." What? And that's that's when I whenever I that? see Trump or hear Trump, I go, "Oh my." God oh, how did we do this? How did we get to this point where I, I feel like we're we're on the edge of death every day? It's funny because I feel like how
1: you compared Beale to Trump. I yeah. think Howard Beale is the opposite right. of Trump. Well, sure. But but, it, but yeah. it's the irony of like it's the powers that be wanting us to have a conversation mm-hmm. that is essentially futile. Go outside and scream, you're as mad as hell, you're not gonna take it anymore. Makes you feel like you're doing something, right? Which is exactly what happens with Twitter. Yeah. we and right. Obama even just addressed this. He was yes. like, you know, the millennial people think that you're 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 basically being activists by commenting or canceling people or getting involved in the conversation. It's different than that. It's so easy to just go outside and yell and tweet yeah, something. Yeah, that
5: doesn't accomplish anything. Because it goes anything. into the,
1: yeah. you're adding noise, yeah. and it only
2: benefits who? But I think I think only in that way that by the end of the movie, they want to use Howard Beale, and I. I think that's what Ned Beatty he gets Howard Beale to got, get onto his side yes. to push his message, right? And I think that's right. almost in the. We have a puppet president. I don't know who's running him. It's it's Russia. Oh, it's, no, no one's who no knows one's running him at this. Point. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a complete. It's, it's horrifying.
6: Well, well,
1: yeah. the the president that we no have... Integrity.
2: Just, <laughs> no integrity. <laughs> no integrity.
1: That guy is just doing his his thing completely, like like separate from anyone's agenda. But the problem is the people around him protecting him. Mm-hmm. And claiming that he represents some part of uh, the country. And and it's all, well,
5: and it's it's the distraction. It's the the entertainment distraction from whatever's really happening. And that's what they're giving you in the show is let's just, who cares about the actual news? We can lie to them, we can put whatever we want on the air. As long as it excites them, as long as it interests them, they're going to watch this. And so it doesn't matter what we do because we're making money and we're, we're going to be the biggest network and that's all that matters is we're the leaders. So, and that's the same kind of thing we have now politically that, yeah, there's all this entertainment happening. Right. It keeps us talking. If I just but yell it, at the screen
2: it, and get people mad, right, they'll be on my but side. But it
5: prevents us from talking about the things we should be talking about. Yeah,
1: Here's an interesting question. In the end of the film, Howard Beale gets assassinated on television because the network... The head of the network, played by Ned Beatty, loves him so much and sees him as, again, this kind of Rupert Murdoch sort of thing where, like, I don't care if anyone's watching it or believing it. He's saying what I want to hear, so keep him on the air. Right. And Robert Duvall's character basically says, we got to kill him. And without blinking, everybody just decides that's a good, like, there's one person who who only says objects because he doesn't want the network to get implicated in the murder. Right. right? So they have two assassins, and I was curious why. Hmm. In it, when when we go into Vox Populi and it's the intro, two men with jackets stand up and shoot him from two different angles. Right.
6: Why? Cover your bases. If one gets caught coming in, you always have the second one. Yeah. Or if one can't shoot straight.
0: I was gonna say pragmatism. Yeah. Right. Like it's yeah. like it's like oh, but but then also um, I think it's very important to also note that it's it's a black man and a white man shooting. At the same time, yeah, yeah, and this is one of the only times that we see, uh, like, uh, like um, a minority and somebody that's seen in power, like, actually working together towards a specific goal.
4: Yeah, right, uh, and like, yeah. Right. So
0: I thought, I thought that was really, really stark and, like, like, oh wow, like you both helped each other out. That's really the only buddy cop sort of thing that we're getting <laughs> yeah, from just... this
6: at this point, right? But that scene you're talking about, that like, there was a pause, and then it was. Well, how could we do that? It wasn't, oh, my God, that's the most horrific thing I've ever heard. Right. So, it, yeah. And
0: it felt like they've done it before.
6: Right? It was oh, absolutely, yeah. 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 yeah.
5: Like, this is normal to them. Like, <laughs> yeah. to talk about literally murdering someone they've definitely for murdered the someone. sake of well, ratings. And then the conversation just
1: goes, okay, so if we kill him, how much do we have to pay as a state?
5: Right. right. Yeah. Cuz yeah. we had a
1: buyout clause, so we right. owe him for whatever and,
2: and They have the lawyer in the room that can it, get the numbers right, out for us. Right. Everything's
6: either about ratings or money, money. cash flow. Yeah.
5: Yes. Which yeah. is our world today.
2: I, I, I do want to talk about something that's in the the film that is is it's like weirdly dated, but I think we all kind of un- understand it from just having heard about it maybe once. They they do reference the one of the people in that in that communist group in that extremist group. Uh, uh, she was kind of kidnapped and brainwashed into it, like Patty Hearst. Patty Hearst. Oh, yes, yeah.
5: yeah, she was a Patty Hearst character. Yeah, yes.
2: and so they even they say the name Patty Hearst like as part of the news, and then we have this different character who is played by Walter Cronkite's daughter. Yes.
5: Like, really? His oh. real daughter, yeah. yes. So
2: we, yeah. She gets kind of only one actual scene. It's during that uh, Yeah, during that, the scene where that that everybody's arguing. Yeah. yeah, she's the one that comes in yelling. And, yell- oh, that, and calls that's her fascist. Walter Cronkite's daughter? Yes. Yeah. That's
6: fascinating. Because they wanted him for the Bill role, right? Yeah,
2: they yeah. wanted uh, him to play Howard Beale. They wanted an actual newsman and to play Howard it? Beale. No. Wow. No. Uh, I get it. But,
1: yeah, but well, by I the way, yeah, Walter Cronkite then later... I believe was the voice in We're Back a Dinosaurs. Oh, yeah.
4: Oh, well, <laughs> obviously
0: that's a masterpiece so I understand why you took the role. Right? Let, let me fact check that really quick. No, you're correct. I like, Am you I don't right?
1: even have to. <laughs> I, know, I know it off the top of my head. <laughs> Please. So you don't get into Network which would actually have like but then you starred we're back a dinosaur story. A fantastic children's. Film. That's
5: oh. that's for the grandkids. Come on.
1: <laughs> Wait, I want to look up that was for a couple it, tickets for the grandkids. It, no,
5: you do it yeah, to entertain was, the grandkids. He was in
1: that, and then he was also in. Um, He's
5: done a number of things.
1: Yeah, he did a bunch of he did a bunch of stuff.
5: Usually playing himself, playing Walter mm-hmm. Cronkite, in whatever. Walter
1: Cronkite. Yeah, there you go. So,
2: but yeah, I just think that's so f- weird that, that that is so dating the movie, and yet we just the rest of the movie kind of makes up for that fact. It just like, it is a weird political event that is going on and we all just kind of roll with it and understand it.
0: Yeah. yeah like it just, it's like said and then never referenced ever again. Mm. Like there, there's no like side story about like the family trying to get her back and like, the, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. oh I think it cool. was just
5: because at the time the movie came out, it was such a, an extremely well-known story with Patty mm. Hearst that mm. it was like, you put it in the movie and everybody's like, Oh Yeah. I know 100% what that's about because we just went through it. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Hmm.
5: I mean, I was young when it happened, but I still remember that it was a thing that happened. I didn't know details at the time, but yeah. I mean, who didn't know Patty Hearst? And you know her now, even if you, yeah. Yeah.
6: One of my first notes I had is this film must be a huge favorite of Aaron Sorkin, which I found out it really is. Yeah, Yeah, that (laughs) makes sense. The the, the dialogue is really close. Howard Stern... And Lewis Black. Yeah. Like, as I'm watching, I'm like, oh man, they all must have watched this. Yeah, Lewis Black, up, I can
5: see for sure. Yeah.
6: Big time and took well, something out of it.
1: What, what was the show that Sorkin did? Was it Newsroom?
6: Yes. Yeah. Which is
1: fantastic. Until that
6: third well, season. Well, it was still okay, but that <laughs> the first season was gold. Yeah.
1: But yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. Sorkin drinks his own Kool-Aid, so I tend to not really like his writing because he really likes the way his words sound out of other people's mouths. He doesn't. As a as an actor, you you those aren't characters. Then those are just people who are. That that's a radio. So you're saying you're a puppet for you, you. You are you. An actor is a puppet, but I I I think that when. It's the difference between Jim Henson and Mr. Rogers where meow, meow, kitty, meow, meow and all, you know, all the puppets sound like Mr. Rogers mm-hmm. versus Jim Henson where all of them have their own characteristics. You get lost mm-hmm. in it. So with gotcha. Aaron Sorkin, I would compare him more to meow, meow, kitty, meow, meow with everyone sounds like Aaron Sorkin.
5: I'm sorry. Did you, I just wanted to clarify. Did you just cri- criticize Mr. Rogers
1: for his voice acting? Yes.
5: I'm sorry. Okay. I don't think I can even accept that. Yeah,
1: right. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Oh, oh cool. That's we're, forbidden. Having a, we're having a podcast
0: fight. <laughs> for <the> <laughs> oh, Daniel
5: Tiger. Oh, Daniel Tiger. Don't, oh, don't oh, criticize King Mr. Rogers. Oh, oh, oh. But we're the old people who don't get the new entertainment, just like our parents didn't get what our entertainment was. And it's oh. eternal, you know, but...
0: If I have to explain
1: to my mother, like what
0: podcasting is one
5: oh, more yeah. time. <laughs> oh, <so laughs> how do, do you know.
1: get it? With, with, is it on the radio? With all the love in my heart and somebody who has been raised by Bugs Bunny on television, Yes, the entertainment hasn't changed. The medium maybe looks different, but right, this is right. literally the Colgate Radio Hour. Right. It's 100% the same is thing just it's always it is. been. Yeah,
5: it's just that, that that medium changes and so the, a previous generation doesn't understand the new medium. Right. And yeah, but it's podcasting just is like radio is yeah. is radio. Yeah. Yeah. Just
0: it's radio just, whenever you want to download it. That's right. how I explain it to my yeah, mom. That's yeah. It. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and streaming is is television without whenever you want it, whenever you want it, yeah. without script content or right. sometimes purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly
2: that the third one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, the, the, <laughs> thing, the exactly other thing about network was as much as, you know, it, it is supposed to be a satire and it reads as truth is because there was also, you know, it was about 10 years later or whatever, it, sometime in the 80s when the the Fox network, the fourth network mm-hmm. came about. Yes. And one of their early shows was, were reality shows like Cops. Right. Where it's like, let's just show, you know, this is a brutal job that these people are doing. Uh, and people want to watch the brutality. People want to watch, you know, the takedowns. They want to watch yeah. uh, is, is all Is that those.
1: what the F in Fox is for the fourth network? Is that?
2: Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. I, that'd I, be uh, that'd be fascinating if that was true. But I don't think. It really freaks me out that Disney
1: owns Fox now. Uh, yeah. And everything but Fox News. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. Would you yeah. want Disney to own Fox News? No. Um,
5: not unless they... Sinking off the air, yeah. kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they would just shut up. I feel it like that somehow,
2: somehow, they'd get the ability to have Mickey Mouse on there somehow, and I'd just be that would be bad.
0: Robert Duvall in this film first off, I was like shocked to see that he was in it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh wow, Robert Duvall's in this, but then, um, he kept showing up in like tuxedos, so like, it was always implied that he was always leaving something very fancy and important yes. in order yeah, to yeah. take care of something, right? Um,
3: frilly shirts, they don't age well. <laughs> <They> don't. <laughs> Those yeah. were very 70s, though. Yeah, the every, prom.
5: Yeah. <laughs> every
3: prom had a frill. Yeah, yeah.
5: <laughs> I just, yeah, yeah You're just right, they don't well. age well. Yeah, I'm oh, glad that, that went out of style.
1: I love that scene, though, bringing back to Robert Duvall. I think he was having a party or something, and he gets a phone call, and something that Howard Beale says on the East Coast hasn't aired on the West Coast yet. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, and just that horror of like, what did he say? What did he say? Because we don't have that now. Because right. now with Twitter, like that doesn't really isn't a factor. Yeah, it's
5: instant. Yeah,
1: I, like the minute it's an HBO even knows this, right? Most of these networks know that. So like, if it, if it comes out at nine PM, it's available at six. Because
5: right,
0: right, you're gonna read about it on Twitter. So and that's why I love living on the West Coast now.
3: Yes, right? I watch
5: all my shows so early. I know, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. They
3: had no spoilers back then, right?
2: I I hope everyone in, enjoyed Network. I don't know what
5: I, well, it I loved. Yes. It. Yeah. I loved it. it.
1: It was it was prophetic in a, in a very yes, unsettling it was, way.
5: It was frighteningly good. It was I well liked it. more than I expected <laughs> a, a, a
1: Really great, a, and and kind of what you were talking about the vignettes and all the characters were very interesting. There's a lot of characters. There's yeah. a lot of scenes that don't necessarily like play into the overall plot directly, but it it kind of feels. Almost anthological, like, like chronicling different things Mm -hmm. happening at the same time. I enjoyed the hell out of it.
3: Yeah, it was scary. Very scary. Very scary.
1: I'm mad as hell, (laughs) and I'm glad as hell. But I enjoyed this and I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> that's, that's the one that got you.
2: <laughs> I'm glad as hell.
1: <laughs> how did did Glad Bags ever try and use that? I think, uh, can we talk to them, our new sponsor? <laughs> <laughs> is, is,
2: yeah, that would be pretty great. Retro,
1: I like to retroactively make big brands our sponsors. Yes. Okay so we that. mention them and then we hope they send us money. Oh, yeah. No, that, well, that's that the is way to do literally it. Literally podcasting. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. how that works. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Well, Glad. We're glad as hell that you decided to sponsor us. Cut this if they don't. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cut. <laughs> it's already.
2: Andrew Lindy, and you can hear me on other podcasts such as the aforementioned Dunstan Checksman, uh, where every week my co-host and I break down the nineteen ninety-six eight film Dunstan Checks in and pair each minute with another feature film. Uh, and you can listen to that on any podcast app that you use or com slash Dunstan. Uh, and I also co-host Nothing New, a remake podcast, which was also mentioned before. It's every month, Justin Keelan and I talk about remakes. Uh, you can find that at benviewnetworkcom slash nothing new. Uh, and you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram uh, at podcasterandrew.
0: Uh, I'm JPG. I am the owner of the Geek Say What Network, a network of podcasts cl- uh, focused on introduction and inclusivity in geek and pop culture. Uh, so uh, you can find us at Geek Say What, and you can find me specifically under the Ready, Set, Geek podcast, which is your starting line to geek culture. Uh, making sure that you have a starting point if you want to jump into anything nerdy. Uh, so you can find that at Ready, Set, Geek Podcast.
5: I am Cheryl Jones, host of Movies Made Me Podcast. You can find it on Facebook and Twitter at Movies Made Me Pod, Instagram at Movies Made Me, uh, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm Elisa Gonzalez. I'm
3: at thisalisa on Twitter. And it's on my list pod is on all of the social media and now including Patreon.
6: I am Joe Myers. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Joe Myers. I'm also the co-host of a horror podcast called podcast macabre. You can find us at our website, podcastmacabre.com, Twitter and Instagram at podcast macabre and can listen to us wherever you get your podcast.
1: I am Brock. You can find me on stuff. Brock talks on Instagram, Brock Vox on Twitter and my new podcast sponsored by glad the fade to black podcast where uh, Andrew and I both sit in a glad bag uh, watching fake Dunaway films <laughs>
3: oh my you're god you're
1: definitely inviting uh, me to that one. Oh oh my god, god. <laughs> <laughs> you're
3: gonna get into the bag the acoustics
5: will be great
1: <laughs> it's gotta be a quick episode because we'll run out of air so <laughs> I like that <them> it's sealed
3: <laughs> of course it's sealed <laughs> Oh my god.
2: And thanks for listening to it's on my list.
3: Okay.
1: <laughs> Did not can we can thrill. we get a little sample of what a death Have you had to if, do death noises or oh something? Sure, if, yeah. if you uh, if I was killed right now, it would be, I'll share Sherlock's I'll say